Good morning and welcome to this episode of the Complete Interpreter podcast, the podcast by me, Sophie Llewellyn-Smith. You may know me by my social media handle, Terp Coach or The Interpreting Coach. And in this podcast, I focus on interpreting skills and mindset. And one day I'm sure I'll say something about marketing. I promise. By the way, if you enjoy the podcast, please do go to the show notes and click on the link that says support the show or buy me a coffee. And that way you can help me with the um, web hosting fees. In today's podcast, I want to talk about consecutive without notes, which is sometimes called memory exercises or active listening exercises. And the reason I've chosen to talk about this today is because on Monday I was at the University of Leeds with a brand new batch of um, shiny new students who were just beginning their interpreting journey. So I gave a, a masterclass, as they call it, about interpreting. It was just an introduction, really, to the profession and what we look for in a good interpreter, what makes a good interpreter. And then I talked to them about the structure of their course, and they were about to spend the next three weeks doing consecutive without notes. A lot of students at interpreting schools will probably spend a few days or even a few weeks doing these types of exercises. And apart from interpreting schools, people are also likely to encounter consecutive without notes when they do admission tests. Admission tests actually to get onto a course or other types of admission tests. So that's where people do consecutive notes. It's usually when they're students. I did several weeks of consecutive without notes when I trained at the European Commission back in the day uh, when there was such a thing as a, a stage, a six month course or a sort of um, traineeship to become an interpreter. And I'm not sure we were given a very clear explanation of the purpose of consecutive without notes and why we were starting with that. Maybe it was a little bit taken for granted. And to me, the purpose of these kinds of exercises when you're at interpreting school are that they help you de to develop the basic skills that you're going to need later when you do consecutive with notes and when you do simultaneous. And the first of those is analysis. Analysis is understanding the structure of what you're hearing, being able to identify what's important and what's less important so that potentially you can summarize it or leave it out. It also helps you develop your public speaking skills and many other skills besides. Your delivery, your use of the target language, all those building blocks that are absolutely essential. Now today I'm not going to go into any detail about how to successfully do consecutive without notes. Instead, I'm going to point you to a couple of useful resources, I think. One of them is the AUSIT resource on listening and analysis. AUSIT is a website about conference interpreter training. The letters stand for Online Resources for Conference Interpreter Training. And the website is orcit.eu. I'll put the link in the show notes. So this website looks at the key skills that you need in order to interpret. And it offers a couple of resources for each of those skills. One is more theoretical, if you like, although it's not got a lot of scientific underpinning. It doesn't quote papers in journals or anything like that. Um, but it sort of talks about what you're trying to achieve with that skill 
and how to go about achieving it. And then there's a more practical part with exercises. So there's a whole section in that website called listening and analysis, which will take you through what consecutive without notes is and how, how you can learn to do it or do it better. Plenty of tips and advice there. By the way, I don't like the term memory exercises, which is why I keep saying consecutive without notes or active listening exercises. Because if you say memory exercises, I think people tend to imagine that you have to learn a five minute speech by heart. And it's not about trying to reproduce parrot-like what the speaker has said. It's about trying to understand what the speaker has said and why to put yourself in their shoes so that you can then reproduce their argument. You might think that's only a semantic distinction and they boil down to the same thing. But in terms of the process of what's happening in your brain when you're doing consecutive without notes, they're completely different things. Because if you were trying to learn by heart, first of all, I think you'd be panicking. And then you'd be probably repeating things to yourself in your head, frantically trying to remember them. If you view it as an active listening exercise, then what you're doing is more listening out for signposts that will explain the speaker's rationale. So you're listening out for the links between the ideas and the main headings of their ideas, if you like. And then you're sort of absorbing their argument. And if you're able to understand that argument, you'll probably be able to reproduce it. But as I said, I'm not, not here to tell you about how to do consecutive without notes. Uh, apart from Orsit, I think it's quite a nice idea to go and listen to a video recorded by Andy Gillis on Lourdes de Rioja's website. Again, have a look at the show notes if you want the link to that. And Andy has uh, prepared a very nice video where he talks about ways of listening that can help you remember better. What I actually wanted to talk about in today's podcast is why I think you should consider continuing with consecutive without notes, even if you graduated a long time ago and you're a qualified interpreter and you don't even do any consecutive without notes in your everyday professional life. Personally, I've never been called upon to do consecutive without notes at work. 99.5% of my work has been simultaneous. Once or twice I've done consecutive meetings where I worked with notes and I don't really do liaison work, for example. But of course, there are some interpreting settings where you will do consecutive without notes, even if you're just interpreting uh, two or three sentences at a time. However, as I was saying, even if you don't do consecutive without notes in the course of your daily life as an interpreter, I think it's still useful. And I'm going to explain why or what for or how you could use consecutive without notes as a tool when you are doing some self-training or um, practicing to try to keep your skills up to date. Let's say you are doing a practice session at home because you are working on adding another passive language, for example, or indeed you are working on a B language, a retour language. So you've set aside an hour and a half or so and you're going to do a practice session. I think there's a good argument for starting with a bit of consecutive without notes. For the following reasons, 
First of all, I think it, it fires up your neurons and it gets you thinking about the topic. In your shoes, I would do a consecutive without notes on the same topic as I was planning to do longer speeches in that practice session. So it's a nice warm up. It's an opportunity to keep working on your analytical skills or brush up your analytical skills, keep them going. Because as you listen to the speech, you should be thinking about what's the introduction? What's the structure of the speech? Is this pros and cons or is it something else? What's the speaker's conclusion, etc. It is also a good way to bring relevant vocabulary to the surface. So let's say you are working on uh, the topic of renewable energies during this practice session and you've picked two long speeches that you want to interpret on renewable energies, then do some consecutive, consecutive without notes on the same topic and bring some relevant vocabulary up to the surface because you are having to say those words out loud. You might choose to do the consecutive without notes from a passive language into your mother tongue, or you might choose to do it, let's say your mother tongue is English, you might choose to do an English-English speech, and then you can really focus on the analysis. But yes, vocabulary activation can be a useful thing, uh, a useful effect of doing consecutive without notes. Another point I want to make is that by definition, because you're not taking notes, you're listening very closely to what the speaker is saying and probably trying to visualize some of what you're hearing. If you're doing a consec without notes from a speech that's been designed for that purpose, and uh, in that case, it's probably been designed for beginner interpreters, you'll find that many of those speeches are deliberately quite visual because it helps you remember. That is a skill that's worth cultivating. And I'll tell you why. If you're doing consecutive with notes and it's quite a long speech, maybe five minutes long, six minutes long, and the speaker's quite fast, it's a very useful skill to be able to distinguish between the parts of the speech where you need to take really detailed notes so that you can reproduce an argument or maybe some technical vocabulary with a lot of detail versus the parts of the speech where your speaker is giving an explanation or saying something anecdotal. They're basically telling a bit of a story and that often comes in the introduction actually when they say something personal to um, not drop the main subject straight into the speech and make it complicated straight away. So what I'm trying to say is that when you are listening to a speech to do consecutive with notes, there are different ways of presenting information, different ways of remembering that information and different ways of listening. If what you're hearing is something that you can easily visualize, you don't have to write down so much. The best approach there is to try literally to build a mental picture of what you're hearing so that you can see it in your mind. And you may only need to write down one or two words on your notepad or perhaps even draw a picture. 
And that will prompt your memory so that when you are delivering the speech, you'll be able to give a much fuller explanation with lots of details because you can, you can see it all in your mind's eye. Doing consecutive without notes every so often is a good way to practice that skill. Remembering that skill so that when you then have to do a consecutive with notes, if you hear something that's easy to visualize, you don't automatically go into scribble mode, uh, but you can say to yourself, oh, hang on a minute, this is, this is something that I can easily picture. I am going to try and picture it and remember it that way and not write down so much. So consecutive without notes can be a way of practicing your visualization skills, which mean then that when you do a long consec, you're not so reliant either on notes, very detailed notes, writing a lot, or on having memorized in inverted commas. Instead, you've created a mental picture that prompts your memory later. Speaking of memory, I think that doing consecutive without notes is actually good for your memory. And you may be interested in another podcast episode that I recorded about top tips to keep your memory in good shape. And one of the, one of the exercises that I mentioned in there was something like retrieve from your memory the last five prime ministers of uh, your country and then try and put them in order, in date order of when they were in power. That kind of exercise where you have to retain several things in your mind, or maybe the exercise would be instead of putting them in date order, put them in alphabetical order in your mind. That kind of exercise where you have to retain several things uppermost in your mind so that you can manipulate the information. For example, remembering five or six words, working out what their first letter is and putting them in alphabetical order in your head, that is very good for your memory. And I think there's an element of that when you do consecutive without notes, because you have to try to retain the main points, probably retain the order, at least most of the order. I mean, sometimes you can keep the meaning and switch around some of the key points in a, in a speech. Maybe if it's a speech that has the pros and cons of electric cars and it has three pros and three cons, if those are all on the same level, then you could swap the order around. But often you can't just reorder information without affecting the logic. So if you're doing a consecutive without notes in general, you're trying to retain both information and the order in which that information was given. And so I think it's actually good for your memory. And my final point, which is maybe the one I'm most interested in and I think is, is important, is that when you're interpreting in simultaneous, you are doing two big things at the same time. You're interpreting at the micro level, which is at the level of the sentences or the ideas. So as each idea comes at you, you are understanding it, digesting it, deciding how to say it. But you are also trying to keep in mind the macro level, which is what you will sometimes hear called the big picture, for example. And maybe you have listened to an interpreter or listened to a recording of you interpreting and realized that you were getting the information, you were getting lots of information, but it sounds disjointed or it's difficult for the 
listener to really understand where you're going or what your point is. That happens when you are interpreting at the micro level and you're thinking to yourself, I've got to get these figures in, I've got to get these facts in. But you lose track of the macro level where you have the logical connectors between the ideas and the use of intonation that shape the material and that make it easy for a listener to understand where you're going and why you're saying these things. When you do consecutive without notes, you are much more likely to be working at the macro level than the micro level. You're not interpreting simultaneously for a start, so you're not going to be repeating what you hear very closely or or trying to sort of reproduce the sentence structure or every single sentence or idea that you're hearing. So in that sense, it's very different from simultaneous. You're not working at the micro level in the same way. Linguistically, what you produce is likely to be more different than what somebody would be producing in simultaneous. And instead, you're working a lot at the macro level. You are trying to understand and reproduce the gist of the speech, the structure of the speech, the introduction and the conclusion, why the speaker is saying these things. So I think it's an interesting exercise for that reason, because sometimes when we do a lot of simultaneous, or perhaps if you're a beginner at simultaneous, or if you're practicing for something like a UN exam, where the material is very, very dense and you're expected to produce a high degree of precision, it can be, it can be easy sometimes to get lost in that micro level and to lose track of the big picture, the macro level. And I think consecutive without notes is useful from that point of view. There we have it. That was today's podcast. Maybe you agree with what I've said. Maybe you've never thought about it in those terms. Maybe you would hate to ever do a consecutive without notes ever again. Let me know. You can email me at info at theinterpretingcoach.com. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts. And if you have ideas for other podcasts, if there's something that you'd like me to talk about, then please do have a look in the show notes where you will find a very short form, by which I mean it really only has one question. What do you want me to talk about? Next, I always like to hear from listeners. You've come up with some great ideas. Some of them are very difficult for me to do, which is probably why I haven't done them yet. (laughs) But occasionally there's something where I think, oh, yes, I think I could say something useful on this subject. And then I go away and record a podcast on it. So look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a lovely day. Bye.